hold of the door and mounting nimbly to his place. "'Gentlemen, in the King's name, all of you!' With this hurried adjuration he cocked his blunderbuss and stood on the offensive. The passenger booked by this history was on the coach step getting in. The two other passengers were close behind him and about to follow. He remained on the step, half in the coach and half out of it. They remained in the road below him. They all looked from the coachman to the guard and from the guard to the coachman and listened. The sound of a horse at a gallop came fast and furiously up the hill. So, the guard sang out as loud as he could roar, Yo there, stand, I shall fire. The pace was suddenly checked, and with much splashing and floundering, a man's voice called from the mist, Is that the Dover Mail? Never you mind what it is, the guard retorted. What are you? Is that the Dover Mail? Why do you want to know? I want a passenger if it is. What passenger? Mr. Jarvis Lorry. Our booked passenger showed in a moment that it was his name. The guard, the coachman, and the two other passengers eyed him distrustfully. Keep where you are, the guard called to the voice in the mist, because if I should make a mistake, it could never be set right in your lifetime. Gentlemen of the name of Lorry, answer straight. <coughs> what is the matter? asked the passenger then with mildly quavering speech. Who wants me? Is it Jerry? Well, I don't like Jerry's voice if it is Jerry, growled the guard to himself. He's hoarser than suits me, is Jerry. Yes, Mr. Lorry. What is the matter? A dispatch sent you from over yonder, tea and co. I knew this messenger, guard, said Mr. Lorry, getting down into the road, assisted from behind more swiftly than politely by the other two passengers, who immediately scrambled into the coach, shut the door and pulled up the window. He may come close. There's nothing wrong. The figures of a horse and rider came slowly through the eddying mist and came to the side of the mail where the passenger stood. The rider stooped and, casting up his eyes at the guard, handed the passenger a small folded paper. The watchful guard kept his right hand at the stock of his raised blunderbuss, his left at the barrel. "'Guard, there is nothing to apprehend,' the passenger declared. "'I belong to Telson's Bank. You must know Telson's Bank in London. I am going to Paris on business.' I may read this? If so be as you're quick, sir. He opened it in the light of the coach lamp on that side, and read first to himself, and then aloud, Wait at Dover for Mademoiselle. Ah, it's not long, you see, God. Jerry, say that my answer was, Recalled to life. Jerry started in his saddle. Well, that's a blazing strange answer, too, said he at his horsest. "'Take that message back, and they will know that I received this as well as if I wrote. "'Make the best of your way. Good night.' "'With those words, the passenger opened the coach door and got in, "'not at all assisted by his fellow passengers, "'who had expeditiously secreted their watches and purses in their boots, "'and were now making a general pretense of being asleep.' The coach lumbered on again, with heavier wreaths of mist closing round it "'as it began the descent.' The guard soon replaced his blunderbuss. He called, Tom, softly over the coach roof. Hello, Joe. Did you hear the message? I did, Joe. What do you make of it, Tom? Nothing at all, Joe. Hmm, that's a coincidence, too, the guard mused, for I made the same of it myself.
When the mail got successfully to Dover in the course of the forenoon, the head drawer at the Royal George Hotel opened the coach door as his custom was. He did it with some flourish of ceremony, for a mail journey from London in winter was an achievement to congratulate an adventurous traveller upon. By that time there was only one adventurous traveller left to be congratulated, for the two others had been set down at their respective roadside destinations. Mr. Lorry, the passenger, stepped down, a tangle of shaggy wrapper, flapping hat, and muddy legs. There will be a packet to Calais tomorrow, drawer. Yes, sir, if the weather holds and the wind sets tolerable fair. Bed, sir? I shall want a bedroom and a barber. And then breakfast, sir? Yes, sir. That way, sir, if you please. Stir about there now. At the arrival of his breakfast, he said to the drawer, I wish accommodation prepared for a young lady who may come here at any time today. She may ask for Mr. Jarvis Lorry, or she may only ask for a gentleman from Telson's Bank. Please to let me know. Yes, sir. Telson's Bank.